You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has just opened its doors for another day and therefore another week. So it's time for the opening with Nick Kunza from Sunnam Private Wealth. And I was looking at the futures a couple of hours ago, the US futures, which we always start with, and they were under an enormous amount of pressure. The NASDAQ was down around about 0.5, So was the S&P, but they've bounced back a little bit, but still in the negative, Nick. Yeah, morning, Lindsay. Yeah, it's a bit of a, bit of a risk-off uh, theme about it uh, this morning. I mean, yeah, you said we are off the lows, but it's just, just in general, the, you know, the Asian markets were had a bit of a sort of a mainly more red on my screen than green. And then this morning, you know, the S&P having two sort of back-to-back weeks, uh, down weeks on the road, NASDAQ sort of off about 10% now. I think it's off, it's off uh, close to 11% from its highs. So, you know, it, it's a very sort of once again this nervous sort of start as we sort of tiptoe our way through uh, through September uh, and we're just over halfway now so but yes it's, it does have a bit of a risk of theme this morning and this week is of course a four-day week because on Thursday the 24th is a heritage day in the Republic of South Africa uh, so we've got a four-day week and most people of course they will take the rest of the weekend off to take advantage of that but what is the diary looking like nonetheless well, despite the four-day week for South Africans, it, has, it is quite an active week. We do have um, quite a bit on the tech space. We've got a uh, big day of those who follow Tesla. We've got Tesla's Battery Day tomorrow. Apparently, it's the biggest event in Tesla for the year. So that's tomorrow. You know, Musk is going to showcase new technology. Um, we have some uh, small sort of economic data out. But the big one for me, Wednesday, is the, um, the PMIs out of the Eurozone. In fact, we have um, PMIs out of Germany, France, UK. That's all on Wednesday. Of course, Thursday when we are shut will be uh, weekly jobless. Uh, and on the diary as well, just locally in South Africa, also quite thin, although there are some small earnings out. We have a text on property fund on Wednesday, Omnia as well. Um, Thursday we are obviously shut. Friday sees RMI. So it's not not too busy, but I think enough to keep us going. And, and obviously all eyes on, on what's happening with the sort of escalation of, of coronaviruses uh, in Europe. While well, South Africa went from today, we went from level one. So we're yes. opening up our borders and uh, Europe seems to be looking at shutting there. So it's a very two, sort of a two-tiered world at the moment. Yes, it really is. And October the 1st, I think, is the date where people can fly back into South Africa, the all-important mm. summer tourist season, which brings in money. And do we have any details about the October the 1st opening up, if you like? No, we don't. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tourism is a part of, of, of the South Africa, especially for regards to getting, you know, that, that desperately needed dollars and euros and pounds into, into, our, into our budget. Um, we don't. Uh, but, of course, you know, December, January, that area is a huge key place for tourism in the Western Cape with regards to the wine farms and the beaches and all the rest of it. So I think the timing is quite good. We want to get these borders open. We want to get the travel yes. agents, you know, booking and getting these flights into places like the Western Cape and our game farms and all the rest of it. So I, th- I think it's I think it's desperately needed, Lindsay. And, um, you know, I haven't, I haven't got a breakdown. It sounds like all African Union countries will be allowed. Uh, and then it's depending on sort of specifically places like Europe and sort of the Far East, but we haven't seen that final that final bit yet. Let's have a look at the spot prices. The dollar rand is nice and steady at sixteen twenty nine against the US dollar. Twenty one eleven is the British pound against the rand. The euro rand is nineteen thirty three, and the euro dollar is one eighteen sixty five. A point two percent fall for the US dollar against the mighty European currency. The gold price is nineteen fifty three, which is on my screen up sixteen dollars. An ounce. Uh, platinum is up a couple at nine forty-two dollars an ounce. Where's palladium, please? 
Pretty much the same, up $11, uh, it's 0.5%, uh, 2,368. And is oil also up because of the weaker dollar? Oil's up the weaker dollar, but there was definitely a bit of a, well, oil's actually, let me correct me, oil's actually down, it was up this morning, it's holding around $40.58 on, on West Texas, and Brent's holding at forty two sixty three. both down about a percent, so a bit of a, a bit of a weaker oil this morning. Yeah, 1.2% down actually on my, on my, and Brent down 1.1%, yeah. Mm. yeah, so not a, not a good start there. Uh, the Far East must have been down because of the US futures being down, but um, a tentative trade is what I would say. Yeah, so Far East markets were down, as you said, following probably US markets lower, but it also had quite a bit of sort of the, the, the sort of main story. I don't know if you picked it up. Sort of front and center over there was um, that Hong Kong listed, you know, Standard Chartered and HSBC. I mean, they were down almost 4-5% at one point. Uh, Hanks, uh, Hong HSBC shares actually touching the same level it was a decade ago. Wow. That's after the back of a story breaking over the weekend. Um, that several global lenders, especially HSBC and Standard Chartered, were identified in reports as having allegedly moved um, suspicious funds over a period of nearly two decades, Reuters after that story. So that's really sort of uh, the main story in the Far East at the moment. That was a big story in the BBC as well, and they kept on flashing oh. up on the screen, you know, $2.2 billion here and $1.8 million uh, there being transferred. All the secrets, for some reason someone leaked it, all the uh, the banking secrets of mm. very wealthy people, whether it be a Russian oligarch or a London banker or something coming out. It's quite nasty. HSBC puts itself forward as the world's local bank, but um, it's it's been shedding jobs for a long time. And, and I don't know if it's a, it's a troubled institution, but it's certainly a different institution from the one that I know when I walk into an airport. I used to walk into an airport and see HSBC everywhere, advertising-wise. Everywhere. And, and they had also made the controversial decision a, a year or so ago, I don't exactly know the date, They've moved their head office out of London back to Hong Kong again. Hmm. Of course, out of the frying pan and into the fire. I mean, out of Brexit and into Hong Kong and all the, the noise that's happening there with independence and China and all the rest of it. So, you know, they're in a bit of a troubled space and it's certainly not helping. As I said, share price now hitting a level last seen in the great financial time crisis of 2008. It's 12 years ago. You know, it's a really, really a tough time. Yeah, it really is. What's happening on the Stock Exchange News Service today? Any corporate action? Very, very thin. I saw a, a brief headline. There was a production updates from Anglo, uh, Anglo Gold, Ashanti. Um, and I think, I think I saw something on, was it, uh, I can't remember, it was one of the property companies talking about buying a, another Polish company or something like that. But other than that, it's, it's very, very quiet. Yeah, you've got Anglo Gold, Ashanti with its uh, reinstating its 2020 guidance on growing certainty in anticipated conclusion of SA asset sale, obviously to Harmony, uh, but that's an old story. Investec, Australia Property Fund, uh, something else there. What have we got here? Actually, you're quite right. There's a company called London Finance and Investment Group, PLC, unaudited preliminary results, but we don't know about that one. I don't anyway. But yes, it is a quiet one. And it, you tend to find during the week where there's a public holiday in South Africa that the companies sort of shy away from uh, releasing results or, or anything significant. Yeah, we do. And, and as I said, we, you know, the last two weeks we had all the, all the banks are out with their earnings, all the sort of the financials have been out. So all the sort of uh, the, the heavyweights have come out already. So yeah, I, th I think this week is going to be, as I said, with, with a, a four-day week, I wouldn't expect too many fireworks this week. But once again, just a bit of a warning, it is that September, as I said in my intro.
feels like we're sort of tiptoeing through for the next two weeks. I mean, there could be a few surprises still. Yes, indeed. Let's have a look at the top five on my 15-minute delayed screen. In fact, no, probably uh, because it's 15 minutes delayed and we're speaking very early, these are probably Friday's numbers. Give us uh, your top movers to the upside and the downside. Okay, so top movers to the upside, I have Royal Buffer King Platinum, mm. a 7.6% firmer, followed by Murray & Roberts, up 5.18%. Famous brands, haven't seen that for a while. Up 3.5%. Mm. Uh, we've got uh, Robix up 3.17. It really seems to be like the small caps to the upside. 91, uh, it's obviously not a small cap, but that's up 2% today. Uh, and then on the downside, uh, what was the biggest riser on the Friday is the biggest seller today. That's Hammerson PLC, down 9.32%. Uh, we've got Arrowhead Properties, Weaker, these property shares, second, third day in a row now, 4 and a quarter percent down. Uh, Glencore down 3.22%, and uh, the education guys, Advitech, uh, they're down 2.99%. Okay, and uh, this afternoon, what do we have to look forward to? I know you've given me your diary, but is there anything this mm. afternoon that's going to happen that's going to move the market when we uh, before we speak on the 5 o'clock shadow? I really don't think so. I think I think the, the in the sort of almost a bit of a news vacuum today before the, the, the market picks up, um, I expect more sort of news uh, trickling out with the UK. Um, I see over the weekend they're warning them that they're at a tipping point. I mean, I think a, a shutdown or a, a, another sort of closed down or lockdown in the UK would be devastating for that. So I'm watching the pound and the, the pound dollar at the moment. Uh, and then I'm also watching the story, you know, with this uh, money laundering and HSBC coming out. But besides that, it, it really is quite a thin thin after, thin day schedule. Really. But suddenly the S&P has gone to a session low. With the S&P mm -hmm. now 32.94, did go to 32.92. It's down around about uh, two-thirds of a percent at the moment. It was down three-quarters of a percent a second ago. So something has, uh, has spooked it slightly. And, um, yes, yeah, so a, a dodgy afternoon coming up on the real markets, I think, Nick. I think so. And once, I think just to be very cautious. If you watch this S&P's markets are quite thin. We had quadruple witching on um, on the Friday. So most of those option structures would have either been knocked out or taken taken out or expired. Mm. So uh, there'd be some fresh positions coming on and a few things. And you know, I just, once again, you know, it's just get this real nervous sort of tone about this market this morning. I mean, I saw, and I'll all share. I mean, we're having a not a good start to the week, unfortunately. I'll give you these numbers now. Um, I mean, the all share down 0.85%, 54,208. We have the JSC top 40, not a good session either. So that's down almost a percent now, 447 points back under 50,000. We have 49,950. Uh, technology share leading us slightly higher. That's your process. That's 1.7%. The technology index are 0.7%. Uh, on the downside, uh, industrials down a half, healthcare down 0.7%, financials once again 0.7% weaker, real estate, as I said, getting a bit of a knock, 1.46%, and uh, basic materials having a tough session down 1.65%. Yes, and as we speak, the S&P going to new lows, uh, the S&P futures, that is, at 32.91 and change. 32, yeah. Okay, so we've got a nervous day ahead. Nick Kunzo, thank you very much for your time. Nick Kunzo is some sun and private wealth, and he'll be back with me for the five o'clock shadow. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position, 
or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.